It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. And for those of you that uh, got a little messed up because of the time, that was a mistake on the app. I apologize. It was not reset after the clocks went back an hour. But here we are. We're all good. I appreciate you being here. And my question is, what on earth has happened to the Sacramento Kings? No deer and fox. And the team looks absolutely pathetic. Pathetic. Think about this. Pathetic. This is a team that looked lost in Houston, looked absolutely lost in Houston. I mean, I understand that Fox is really good. I understand that he is an all-star. All right. I understand that he averages 30, what, one plus points a game early in the season. I get all of that. But really? I mean... In Houston. I mean, horrible. Blazers tomorrow. And speaking of the Blazers game, uh, I'm going to be on pro sports fans with Ryan during the game. So watch party. Okay. Tomorrow you can follow along and we can have a lot of fun. That is tomorrow. Just go to pro sports fans Nothing changes. We're going to do the pregame, halftime, and postgame all coming up for you on YouTube and on Twitter. But during the game, you can follow with us. You can do a watch party on Pro Sports Fans. All right. Good to have you with us. Why don't we get the show rolling with Zach? Hey, Zach. How are you today? Hey, can you hear me okay? Yep. Here you're good. All right. Cool. Um, Yeah, it's very mind-boggling how you uh, lose two straight in Houston and to a team that's on paper is probably not that great, honestly, but they're looking really good. Um, I mean, you, I think you and Orion had mentioned this on the post game last night was saying that this has to be a management issue by not getting a veteran point guard. And I mean, I think that definitely is starting to take toll in these, last three losses i mean tell me if this would have been like realistic do you think that we could have gotten like a mike conley a malcolm brogdon over the summer i i don't know what you could have gotten but i know that not getting anyone is a mistake and i've been saying this now for about one year i've been harping on this for one year davion mitchell is not a starting point guard in the nba he's just not and that, you know, that's the way it is. He is a bench player. He is a reserve, but he's not a starting point guard. 
And when he starts, the entire team comes to a screeching halt. And that has to be recognized and fixed by Monty McNair. And I believe by him not going out and solidifying that position, that is a big mistake right now. Now, the good news is it's November, and there is still a lot of time to try to acquire a player of that magnitude. But in my opinion, it needs to be done because you can't count on Fox staying healthy the entire season. And when he's not on the floor, this team looks horrible. And great. So, like, would you say Damian should be kind of moved to, like, that, you know, role that Delva Dova played last year? And then would you say that's probably best for him right now or moving forward? Yeah, and if you get somebody – I don't think he's a starting point guard this league either. Or he's not. Will be. He's not. And, and if, you get, if you get somebody – to back up Fox, who's good, then maybe you don't need Davion Mitchell. You can always move him in a trade. You know, I mean, uh, he, he it's not like you can't live without Davion Mitchell. Yes, he plays good defense, but the reality is it's a game that also requires offense. So, you know, if you're really good on defense but can't play offense, eh, you can't really be on the floor that much. You know, it's just like everyone says, boy, you know, the Kings need a rim protector. They need a rim protector. Okay, let's say they go out and get a, a, a rim protector, a guy that specializes in blocking shots. Well, if that's all you can do, you can't play in the NBA. You got to be able to do more than one thing. And Davion Mitchell right now, his offense is way too inconsistent. Yeah, there are some games when offensively he'll make shots and it'll look good. But those are few and far between. I mean, the thing that's funny is, like, when I was watching those two games, it just seems like they're lost on offense. It's like they haven't played together. I mean, for the most part, the whole team is back together, so you have a whole year under their belt. It's just like it seems like players are, like, are lost in their roles. Like, what, what do you think of that? I think there's a lot to that. Um, without Fox on the floor, it looks like they've never played together. Before, because so yes, I remember. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Because I remember last year, I think there, I think it was like six games they played without Fox, and most of them they won. Like there was one early on in the year, Cleveland, and then one against OKC, one against San Antonio in San Antonio and uh, OKC, and they played well. They played well without Fox, but now it's like, how are they playing so poorly? It, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Yep. It makes no sense. Those are my thoughts on the whole thing. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. If you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is raise your hand uh, and we will do it. Here's what I do know. My, the, the, the eyeball test tells me there are a lot of issues going on with the team right now. Whereas my eyes last year, when the team was two and four, I was like, wow, this team is playing really well. They're going to be okay. They look like they are going to be pretty good. Right now, I don't have that feeling at all. Now, again, things will get better when Deer and Fox is on the floor. But who's to say that he's going to be able to play when he comes back every single game and not be injured again? That's not realistic. You know, last year, you got lucky. You had a team that played together, for the most part, the entire season without any significant injuries. Well. The chances of that happening two years in a row are slim. All right? Well, right now you're seeing it. No Trey Lyles. He's missed the first six. Fox has now missed three in a row. 
and the team looks lost. You know, it's one thing to lose to the Warriors in San Francisco. It's another thing to go to Houston and be non-competitive for two games. Think about that. You just played the Houston Rockets, and you were not competitive, really, in either game. I mean, how do, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? Very puzzling indeed. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and we say hello to Eli. Hello, Eli. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words as well as to why the Kings are doing so poorly now. Um, I know last year when they didn't have Fox playing, I think they were close to 500. And then obviously yep. they almost beat the Warriors without Fox. So what do, you th- what do you think the odds are this is just something intangible or something, you know, that we can't explain, like some deterioration in the locker room or just something the public isn't aware of that might have gone wrong? Like, do you think that there's something else going on that we're not even thinking about that might account for this, this uh, poor performance lately? There's always that. There's always that. Um, I also think DeMontis Sabonis is not playing anywhere near uh, the way he played last year. I also think during this stretch, Keegan Murray's been awful. I think that Harrison Barnes during this stretch has been awful. I think that Kevin Herter, for the most part, I thought he played better last night, has been awful. Um, So, you know, I think you can't just dismiss those things. Now, the question is, Mm -hmm. why is it that Sabonis played as many minutes as he did last night and only took four shots. Like explain that to me, would you Eli? Like that, that left me scratching my head. How is it that Domante Sabonis plays 30 minutes and only takes four shots? You know, Murray, on the other hand, I understand he's in a shooting slump. If you want to call it that he's not shooting the ball. Well, same with Herder, although Herder did shoot the ball better, you know, in the second game against the Rockets, but Barnes was invisible. Sabonis was invisible. Like, those are the things that I don't quite understand. Yeah, all those players playing poorly at the same time doesn't really make any sense. So, you know, maybe it's a management or a coaching issue. I mean, I don't want to really blame Mike Brown, but if all those players are playing poorly at the same time, then there's there's just got to be something bigger picture we're not thinking about. So, I don't know. I don't know how it could be a Mike Brown issue. I mean, this is the same guy that was the unanimous coach of the year and you know, he didn't just forget how to coach during the summer. So I, I I don't look at it that. And I would also say this. The Kings beat a bad Jazz team. You look at their record. Then they lost to the Warriors at home in their opener, okay? A game that was not close. Then they beat the Lakers in overtime. The Lakers, if you look at their record right now, are basically a so-so team, nothing special. And they haven't won... I mean, you know, they, they're, they're now four losses, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure who the real Sacramento Kings team is. I haven't really seen them, Eli, play to the level that I saw them play last year, with the exception of the first game against the Jazz. I thought that was the Kings team of last year. Since that game, I haven't seen the Kings play anything like last year. Yeah, I agreed. Do you have any word or any information on um, what the status of Fox is? Could he come back? No, they right? haven't. Re- they they haven't released it yet. They should pretty soon, but I have not seen it. Yeah, I mean he's he's got to come back pretty soon here. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah. he can't come back if he's not able to play. You know, and by, but but in other words, he's he's if he if he comes back and is unable to run the offense, you can't put him on the floor. He can He he is a player 
that utilizes his speed, particularly on his pull-up jumper when he's running full speed. And, you know, he his mid-range, he scores a lot of baskets that way. And that is, you know, produced by his speed. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, I just, I know when he first went down, it seemed like it was, you know, it wasn't as bad of a, a sprain as they initially thought. So it'd be surprising if he was out for much longer, but obviously I have no idea. I, I would agree with you on that. You know, they labeled it a moderate ankle sprain, but this is, you know, everyone's different and they have to make sure that when he comes back, he's really good to go. Yeah, I'll be going to the game tomorrow. So hopefully I won't be disappointed. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. Sounds good, buddy. Enjoy. All Take right. Bye. All right. If you want to get in on the program, just raise your hand and we will do it. If you want to talk NFL, you can do that as well. Big day tomorrow. All right. Four o'clock Pacific, Jerry Reynolds on YouTube. Okay. If you don't like that, Jerry will join me on my YouTube channel at four o'clock tomorrow. Then Ryan will have the pregame show on YouTube at 630. Then beginning at seven o'clock, we will be over on Pro Sports fans. Download it on your Play Store, your Apple Store, okay? And join us on Pro Sports Fans. So once you get on the app, go to the NBA, click on the Kings logo, and then you'll be able to follow us and watch the game with us, okay? So that's going to be tomorrow. Then at halftime, back on YouTube with Jerry. Then Third and fourth quarters back on Pro Sports Fan app, watch party, and then after that, YouTube. Okay? So that's the schedule tomorrow. Hope you can join us. Let's get to Jerry. Jerry, it's good to have you on the show today. How are you, sir? I'm good, Mr. Napier. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. Grant, the last couple of rants that you did, Grant, uh, last time we talked, we were talking about hopefully a 3-0, and uh, two with Houston, one with Portland. Grant, yep. do you think, Grant, that Wednesday, uh, hopefully Darren Fox plays because, yes, you're right. This team does look really, really lost without their leader on the court. Um, let me ask you this, Grant. Last year, the Kings started off 0-4, all right, and they won 48 games. Do you think the teams have a target? I mean, do you think other teams have a target for the Kings that, hey, you know, this team is really good, so let's go out there and give them what we, what we can give them? Yes, I do. I, I I believe that the Kings aren't sneaking up on anybody this year. Yes, I do think there is some truth to that. And Grant, do you think, uh, too, that um, that Coach Mike Brown, when he does his after-the-game uh, post-game shows, you know, he's very nonchalant. He's like, hey, we got our butt kicked today. You know what? No shit, Coach Brown, okay? And I, we saw what your team did today. But then again, too, Grant, you know what? I have to give Houston credit, too. They're not – as bad as we all think that they are, Grant. You know, they're, you know, Fred Van Fleet, uh, you got the kid from freaking Memphis. I mean, they're not a, they're not a bad team, Grant, like we all think that they are. So, yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're not a, they're, you're, I would agree with that. First of all, what Mike Brown tells the media is not the same thing that he tells his team. Mike goes off on his team, okay, away from the media. So don't like try to make any assumptions based on what he says after the game at his press conference. Okay, that's irrelevant. That doesn't mean anything. What he says to his team away from the cameras and the microphones, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how he, what he says in front of the media. Mike's not a guy that's going to get up there and call out his players. Although he did say 
today that, you know, these players should not think that their jobs are safe, you know, right. that I won't make any changes. You know, I mean, that he did say that today. Okay. Well, Grant, if he, you know, if he talks to his teams differently than he does on TV, then obviously they didn't get the message when he told them, when he talked to them on Saturday uh, with the game that happened yesterday. I mean, obviously they didn't hear what he had to say. Yeah, but I'm not blaming Mike Brown for this, okay? Mike's the same coach that we saw last year. He didn't just all of a sudden lose the team in the offseason. Uh, when you take your all-star point guard off the floor, your team is going to look different, but it shouldn't look this different. That's right. the point I'm trying to make. I mean, like, you know, listen, you take Aaron Rodgers off the field and you put Zach Wilson in, your offense isn't going to play very well, Okay. Well, exactly. when you take De'Aaron Fox off the floor and you put Davion Mitchell on, your offense is going to take a big step back, and that's exactly what's happened. Grant, do you think this game tomorrow night with the Portland Trailblazers, do you think this is a must-win? Because you want, you know what? No. If you win this game, it'll be one game under 500. You lose this game, you're three games under 500. How big it's is It's not a must-win. It's not a must-win. It's November. It's the first week of November. It's not a must-win, but it's an important game because you need to start feeling better about yourself and you need to gain momentum. And it's a team that's currently ahead of you in the standings. Right. And it's a team that most people projected to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. So it's a big game for all of those reasons. Is it a must win? No, it's not a must win, but it's, it's important. And if Fox does not play, you'll always be able to say, well, gee, you know, they didn't have Fox. And once he comes back, you can get on a roll. But no, it's not a must win, but it's an important game. And I would also say, Jerry, it's a big game because if the Kings don't play well, the fans are going to boo their asses off the floor and they deserve to get booed. Right. And Grant, if you look at the next 10, 12, 14 games for the Kings schedule coming up, you got the Spurs, you got the uh, uh, you got the Thunder, all right, you got the Lakers. I mean, you know, these are games that, you know what, hey, you know what, even – even the Pelicans, you know what? I mean, it's it, it's not going to be easy. I mean, if the Kings don't start to play better, Grant, they're going to find themselves way, way, way low in the standings. And these teams that we thought they were going to be bad, they're not – you know what? Things are going to be different. Jerry, I've never looked 10 or 15 games ahead on the schedule in any five, sport, okay? Five, and I, I think you need to be – I think you need to be careful about that because injuries can change – the course of a team overnight. So I think the safe way to do it is to look at the five game increments. The Kings Correct. second five game stretch started last night and they lost. Okay. So now their next four games are Portland, Oklahoma city, Cleveland, and at the Lakers. So I'm looking at those games and out of those games. Okay. The one game that jumps up at you is the game tomorrow. Because the other games, you better play, you better come out and bring it, or you're going to have some issues. All right. And you had some issues without bringing it against the Houston Rockets, and you got your butt kicked twice. These right. teams all appear with the exception of tomorrow. Uh, and I, you know, I'm a little surprised that Cleveland, they're, they're off to a rather slow start at three and four. But I mean, Oklahoma City, Jerry, looks really good at four and three. The Lakers are three and four, and they they lost a one point game to Miami. They've had some tough losses, but the, these these are no picnic games coming up. Uh, you better beat Portland tomorrow. They have won a couple of games now. They're three and four, 
Actually, I take that back. They're coming off a loss to Memphis. But my point is they're three and four. It's, you know, they're capable of winning. They got three wins already. Grant, let me ask you something about the Lakers, Grant. Is there ever going to be yep. a year, right, when Anthony Davis, before the even the season starts, he, he plans to play a full 82 games. Uh, he, he he plans to be out there. Is there. You know what? I mean, what is up with this guy? This guy cannot stay on the floor healthy. I mean, what's up with well, him? He just gets hurt a lot. I, I don't know. There are players that uh, seem to get hurt a lot, and he's questionable for the game tomorrow against the Rockets with a hip injury. So yeah, the guy's the guy just he's one of those one of those players that gets hurt all the time. Grant, changing the little channels here, if I may, uh, with the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, um, how do you think they're going to come out, Grant Sunday at Jacksonville? You know, it's interesting that you say that. I watched the game again against Cincinnati over the weekend. I had a, a, about an hour free, and I, I watched the entire game. And after watching the game, I don't think they played that poorly against Cincinnati, who's really good. I actually thought they played very well. And I thought Brock Purdy actually played very well, with the exception of the one bad interception. The first interception was a great play. By the defensive player. So I don't really even have a problem with that. The set, the next throw on the ensuing drive was his bad throw of the day. Other yeah. than that, I actually thought Purdy played very well. And I thought the team played pretty well after rewatching the game again. So there's no reason for me to think that they're not going to come out and play very well coming off the bye week. I'm picking them to win. I expect them to win. I think they're a good team, Jerry. I don't think they forgot how to play football in three weeks. And guess what? They lost to a Cleveland team that has shown that they have arguably the best defense in football. Okay. And they missed a game winning field goal. I'm talking about the 49ers. Right. Their, their next game after that was alarming, but the, the game against the Bengals, I actually thought they played pretty well after rewatching a game. Well, Grant, even if you say that, you know, even with the Browns, Grant, that that kick at the end shouldn't even came to that uh, that you know, that it's illegal correct. hit that the Niners terrible made. call. Uh, you know what? It, it shouldn't even came down to that. But Grant, I but, agree. But don't you think? You know, let me ask you this, Grant. Do you think that Brock Purdy and you know what? I mean, the guy's playing great. I mean, he's been good. I mean, he's ten and three or ten and four now as a starter. Do you, do you think players read their own head headlines like the Clippings, Grant? That hey, you know, Brock Purdy's this, Brock Purdy's that. Do you think that players do that? No. All the players on that team know what Brock Purdy can do. Purdy is not that type of a player. Okay. No, I don't think that factors into it in any way, shape, or form. All right, sir. Well, Grant, thanks for taking my call. Grant, love your show as always. Keep up the Thank good you, work, Jerry. Buddy. All right, you take care. Bye-bye. Good stuff from Jerry. We get to some more phone calls, and we say hello to John. Hey, John, how are you today? Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. 
It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, My buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. John. Grant, Hello, John. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Hey, yep, how's it go. going, Grant? Good, buddy. Oh, boy. What a game last night, yesterday. And, uh, hey, I'll be honest. It was halftime, and I went to the football game, and it was 14-0. to And that was more of a compelling matchup. Yeah, very true. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it blew me away. And, hey, it's the first time in years that I didn't even go back to the Kings game. I went and checked it later on at night, realized that we lost, you know, by what we did, 20 or so. And then, you know, I looked at some of the highlights and some of that and realized we were down by 40 at one time. That blew me away. Just because De'Aaron Fox is missing, there's no way on God's good earth this team should be playing that poorly. And I understand, you know, we run our offense through DeMontis Sabonis a lot, even when Fox is on the floor. And other teams are picking up on that. And and when Fox isn't there, that's almost the only thing we do. So something's going to have to switch around a little bit there. In my opinion, you're right about that. that? It better happen real soon. It better happen real soon. It needs to happen soon. No question about it. This team with or without Fox needs to be playing better. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about it, man. I just wanted to chime in real quick and say that and say, it's been a crazy ass weekend. And uh, this season is so early, you know, hopefully in a month, we're going to say, we're going to laugh and say, remember when we lost to Houston twice in a row? So it, it's an early season, and Mike Brown yeah. is not somebody who's going to be complacent and just not change shit up. If if it needs no, he'll to, change them, but you know changed. he only has so much he can do. But yes, no question about oh, yeah. it. Hell yeah, he's limited, but he's going to use all his limits. I, I have faith in him. So everybody, you know, hop off the bridge. Don't worry, it's going to be all right. <laughs> Thank you, John. Have a great one, Grant. Thanks. Take care, buddy. Bye bye. All right, next up on the show is uh, Connor. Connor, what's going on today? Welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. How are you doing? Good, buddy. What's shaking? Yeah, it's not been a good weekend for the Giants and the Kings. I don't even know where to start with the Giants. Do you think that this is – They're the, the worst team the- in football. They're clearly yeah. the worst team in football. I don't think there's any question. 
they are the worst team in the NFL. And I'm hoping they lose every single game the rest of the way. Yeah, do you think that this is the end of the Daniel Jones era or no? Uh, I think it's more likely than not likely. I do. Uh, he's going to, from what I understand, he is going to have an extensive rehabilitation period. Plus, they're also very worried about his neck. And so, yes, I, I could see if the Giants get the number one pick in the draft or number two pick in the draft, I could see them taking a quarterback for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me that they went into these last couple games with Tommy DeVito as their quarterback after the Jets game. Oh, God. And they obviously they didn't let him loose, and they obviously didn't trust him. But why didn't they go out and sign somebody to play? And they still have him. They signed Jacob Eason. I know you want to lose these games, but they're not even, like, signing a name that is actually proven in the NFL. Yeah, and they've, all, they've already said DeVito's going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. The reality is it's a lost season. They understand it's a lost season, and it, there's, it doesn't make any sense right now to bring in another quarterback and win a couple games. So I, I believe that's the strategy from the front office. We're already at the halfway point. Again, there's nothing you can do, and it's not just the quarterback. they got major issues on their offensive line. They're just, they're just one of those years. you know. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah, I totally agree, and it's not like the future is completely gone because they have some good pieces with what Thibodeau's done this year. They have some good linebackers and stuff, but it's going to be all about the offensive line, and it just it seems that the health is always such a major issue. With Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, they can just never put it together, nope. both of them, at the same time. I don't think Barkley's going to be on the Giants next year. I think this is it for him. I don't see that being the case. The Giants have – other needs, and when Barkley's healthy and he's on the field, yeah, he's pretty good, okay? But I, I just – he's not reliable enough. I think that's the reality. He's not reliable enough. Yeah, and I wanted to switch it up to the NBA, and with the Kings and the Rockets and how that all went, it seems to me like there aren't really any or very few bad teams in the Western Conference that you can just circle on the schedule and say that's a win because – Maybe outside of Utah and Memphis, it seems like everybody's right in the mix. I would agree with that. There are really no terrible teams other than the ones that you just mentioned. And maybe we're jumping to conclusions too fast because we need to see, you know, some more games. But, you know, I think based on the first couple of weeks of this young season, it appears that Memphis and Utah, you know, those are games that you absolutely cannot lose. But other than that, even the teams that we thought would be bad this year, Portland, San Antonio, and Houston, you look like, you know, you better be ready to play against those teams or you're going to get your butts kicked. Yeah, and another thing I saw was with the Lakers, apparently they sent like a video to the NBA office showing calls they missed, I guess. But Yeah, particularly LeBron on LeBron James. James. Yeah, LeBron yeah. James, it all has to be, if it happens to him, then the league has to be on notice, but when it happens to everybody else, it happens on a daily basis. But if it's LeBron, they have to make a huge deal about it. I think that's just to appease LeBron. I think it's to, so LeBron knows the organization has his back and they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, I think it's more about that than anything else. Yeah. And one more thing, more of a positive light. I wanted to hear what you and maybe ask Jerry on Wednesday. What do you guys think about, Victor Wembenyama and what kind of player do you think he could be if he stays healthy and he just he's been really fun to watch in the infancy of his career 
Well, if you're asking me first, if he stays relatively healthy for his entire career, we may, may, in 20 years from now, be talking about Wembenyama as being the greatest player to ever play in the NBA. Wow. I mean, I can see yep. it. 38 points in one of his first five games against the Suns. He just does yep. stuff that no one's ever done at that size. Yep. I don't know if I'll be around to have that conversation in 20 years. I can freaking guarantee you I won't be talking about it here on this app or on YouTube. But I, <laughs> I hope I'm around to be involved in that discussion. But that that could be what people are saying in 20 years. Yeah, I'm really excited. We've had every era has had a player, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, yep. and maybe he's the next base in the league. Yeah, very good point. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show today. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for having me anytime. All right, good stuff. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And Waggus joins us. Hey, Waggus, what's going on? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. So I wanted to, you know, ask you this because you know i'm I'm really having a hard time putting my mind around this and you've been around athletes and injuries and recoveries uh well what's happening with aaron Rodgers? i mean i mean he's saying he's going to come back he's out there throwing he's walking without crutches so any insight into that or first of all i don't think aaron Rodgers is coming back and to me it would make zero sense for him to come back because the jets are a bad football team and when he does come back they're not going to be relevant in the playoff race, in my opinion. So there's no reason in any way, shape, or form that the Jets would or should bring him back. Now, I know when you look at the record, you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, they're only four and four, but they're a bad four and four. And offensively, they are so bad that I, I, I don't see them being able to stay afloat. Now, if, again, if I'm wrong, and they win some games that I'm expecting them to lose, and Aaron gets a medical clearance to come back for the final two or three weeks, and they're still in the race, then maybe I could see it. But I still think it's a long shot. I think they're going to lose their next three games. I think they're going to lose to the Raiders. I think they're going to lose to Buffalo. Okay. I think they're going to lose to Miami. And if, they, if that happens, then they're done. Okay. Um, they're going to lose at Miami in December. They're going to lose at Cleveland in December. So I I just, I don't see it happening. You know, I don't, I I don't think they are that good at all. Their best win, their signature win this year, if you want to call it that was against Philadelphia. All right. They, 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 that was a big win for them. They were horrible. I mean, putrid, horrible against the giants. How they won that game is beyond my (laughs) I, I don't know how they won it. How they Giants got, lost that game, right? Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the Chargers, the Chargers manhandled them, and now they're. I'll tell you, they're, I'm not even sure they'll be Houston. I, I just don't see a lot of wins on the schedule for the Jets. And if Aaron does come back, I don't think there's any possible way. First of all, I don't think he will come back. But if he would come back, I don't think he could come back before the very earliest Christmas, and that's Washington. I. I'd be shocked if he comes back this year. I'd be shocked. I guess from a medical point of view, is it even possible? Because he's out here saying it is, and he's going to come back, right? Well, he had, a, he, had a, he had a new type of a procedure 
the most um, modern, up-to-date, new procedure for repairing Achilles. So we don't have data on this, okay? Because he's one of the first to have it. But I'm going to say no, okay? I'm going to say no, he's not coming back this year. And you don't think that he would risk, uh, I mean, if there was a more chance of injury, you don't think he would risk that right now? No, right? Okay. I don't. I don't. No. Okay. Where would and I don't think the guys? doctors. I don't think the doctors and the team would allow him on the field either. Okay. I understand why he wants to come back because the Jets do have a good defense. You know, I I think we can yep. agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have four wins, right? But I think with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, do, do you think they could have had two more wins if Aaron Rodgers was on uh, on the team playing quarterback? It's a very good question. I think. They probably would have beat New England. Okay. Okay. They lost to New England 15 to 10. They also only lost to the Chiefs 23 to 20 in a game that Patrick Mahomes did not play well in. So could they? Yeah, I guess they could. I guess they could, but we'll never know. Okay. And I don't know if you saw the videos from the Raiders locker room after, you know, like like you said. Now, I don't think that – I think the Giants are worse because – not because of – I, I think there's been a lot of injuries that have not gone their way this year. It's just been a bad year for them all around, right? Um, but I guess my question is, like, what's your take on this Raiders, like, smoking cigars after beating the Giants in the locker room? I think it's I mean, stupid. I think okay. it's absurd. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's a bad look. And I, I, I think it's just – I'm not a fan of that. I think it's a bad look for the youth of our country. I think it's a bad look after you beat arguably the worst team in the NFL, yeah. there are other ways to celebrate. I just think it's a bad look. And I don't have problems with, you know, people that smoke cigars. I smoke cigars sometimes. No. I don't have a yeah. problem with it, but there's a place for it, you know? Well, no, I mean, it's, it looked like the videos I saw, that it looked like they, they won the championship, right? That's my <laughs> point. Yeah, there's, it's just the wrong time, wrong place. You know, if you win the championship, go ahead, have your champagne, have your cigars. That's fine. You know, a cigar is also a, a symbol of a, uh, celebratory, you know, situation, like you're celebrating something. I get that, you know, like when, I don't know how you feel, but I always remember growing up when I always used to see adults and dads, when they had a baby, they'd be handing out cigars to all their friends. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, it, yeah. I, it's not, you don't smoke a cigar in the locker room, you know, as a team <laughs> in November when you beat a team that has one win. Okay. Yeah, and and I understand coaches have been fired before, and you didn't like him. But I think that's fine. You didn't like him, and you're happy with it. But now this is just childish because there's there were some reports there's someone because Josh McDaniels is out, and and I just don't think that that's the kind of well. I mean, at the end of the day, Mark Davis is not about uh, not about winning anyway. So I guess it really doesn't matter because well, he was in there with them smoking cigars. So it's a joke. It's a it's embarrassing. Mark Davis is an embarrassment. I said one win. The Giants actually have two wins, but. It, it, yeah. It's it's an embarrassment is what it is. I mean, it really is an embarrassment. I, I don't know what else to say. I don't know if you ever read uh, the New York Post, uh, but sometimes can I read this? Can I read this yeah. real quick to you? Yeah, okay. of course. This is the headline in the New York Post by Phil Mushnick. Antonio Pierce's promotion to Raiders head coach, an embarrassment for NFL. And he says one day. If it's not too late, Roger Goodell will stand up and do what's right by the NFL and its consumers for no better reason 
then it's the right thing to do. In the meantime, don't waste any anticipation on the highly unlikely. Last week, the most dysfunctional, criminally inclined franchise on Goodell's feckless watch, the Las Vegas Raiders, a recidivist producer of astonishingly misguided, misanthropic first-round draft picks, one recently sentenced for vehicular homicide, another for brandishing illegal guns, named ex-Giants linebacker Antonio Pierce as its temporary head coach, presumably with Goodell's approval. A more discriminate, cautious chief executive would not have allowed this, and the Raiders, knowing that Goodell would never indulge such, wouldn't have even tried it. After all, Pierce's NFL bio reads more as an indictment than an endorsement. Another bad is good ESPN hire immediately after Pierce's 2010 retirement. One of his first assignments as a national TV NFL analyst was to provide weak of behavioral advice to young players about to appear in their first Super Bowl. Pierce advised, first and foremost, mature, stay in, sober, focus on the game, civil conduct. Left unspoken was Pierce's own Super Bowl week conduct in 2008 when in Arizona for the Giants win over the undefeated Patriots. Pierce was no rookie at the time. He was 30, but apparently not old enough to realize that the flagrant neglect of pet animals is both revolting and criminal. He had abandoned his two pit bulls at his New Jersey home to take care of themselves, food and all. Only when neighbors alerted cops that his two pit bulls were on the loose and unattended at his home did animal control arrive to learn that neither had been vaccinated against rabies and one was sick and undernourished. Coach Pierce, as he'll be identified in Sunday's game against the Giants, pleaded guilty to animal neglect and paid a $1,300 fine. At that time, the Giants were playing the Pats in the Super Bowl. Pierce was making nearly $5 million per, not enough to pay someone to tend to his dogs. Perhaps I haven't lived long or hung out with the wrong crowd, but I've yet to know anyone charged with neglecting two animals. You? Later that year, Pierce was with teammate Plexico Burris in a nightclub early one Saturday morning when Burris shot himself with the 40 caliber Glock he illegally carried. Pierce's actions from that moment on again seemed designed to cause deep wonder and suspicion. He didn't call for an ambulance, immediate medical attention for Burris, but chose to drive him to the hospital where Burris was registered under a phony name. Then Pierce reportedly left the hospital with Burris's gun stashed in his car. The doctor who treated Burris would be suspended for failure to report a gunshot wound. Days later, according to reports, the cops had to find Pierce, not vice versa, in search of the gun. And the Giants had a game at Washington the next day. Again, I can only go with my values, my sense of right from wrong. But I can't recall the last time a colleague of mine shot himself while at a nightclub early in the morning, the day before our biggest day of work. So I'm not sure what I've done. <laughs> but unlike, <laughs> I love mush, but unlike ESPN and now the NFL's Raiders, I would not have placed Pierce on my payroll in any capacity, let alone head coach. Yet Sunday, 
He debuts as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders under the $70 million per supervision of Roger Goodell. I mean, nobody says it better than Phil Mushnick. Nobody. And I can read between the lines and, you know, I'm kind of reading between the lines. It may be all fun for Pierce to, you know, be one of the guys right now and all this team is rallying around him and he's just – and but once you get punched in the mouth against a good – because you're not going to be able to beat good teams with that, with that kind of stuff. No. I guess the, I guess the reports were the team were upset because Josh McDaniel is more of, the, you know, the Patriot way, which is, you know, you come to work, you do your job, there's no BS, right? right? And that's right. why they won yep. Super Bowls. And I know Brady won without Belichick, but – you know, what happened the very next year? The Antonio Brown issue came out, right? Yep. I mean, if, it, if that was a Patriots, Belichick would have ended that, yep. right? And he, and he did end it. So, yep. I mean, I, I understand the whole thing being one of the guys, but I've never seen in any capacity, whether it's work, but like in, in professional sports, that without good coaching, you can win a ring. Would you agree with that? Or without I great coaching at times? Yeah, so. I would, agree. I would agree with that, yep. So, do you think it <laughs> Permanent coach, or, or let's just say if he wins three games and Mark Davis. I think it's, uh, I, you know, first of all, with Mark Davis, you never know. Uh, but Mark Davis already made one mistake when he did not retain uh, Rich Passaccia after the Raiders had gone to the playoffs two seasons ago and then brought in McDaniels. And he realizes that was a big mistake. So there's way too much football left to be played. Okay. There's way too many games. You can't talk about this the first week of November and say, gee, you know, will Antonio Pierce be the head coach of the Raiders moving forward? Um, there's just way too many games left to be played. And I'm with you. I don't think the Raiders are really that good. Uh, I, I don't. I think they're so-so. And I think there's a lot of losses on their schedule. I think they'll lose at Miami uh, on December, November 20th. I think they'll lose uh, against Kansas City on the 27th. You know, I think they'll lose again to the Chargers. They'll lose again, in my opinion, to Kansas City. I'm not so sure they'll win at Indianapolis. I mean, I, I think they have a lot of losses on their schedule. But that's why you play the games, as they say. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah, and and last thing, I've I just been following, you know, obviously, because, you know, I, I was an Iron, I'm, a, I'm an Iron fan and I follow Jimmy, and I thought he was great for us, right, um, as much as, you know, heat that he takes. But do you think his future is probably now, I'm, I'm kind of crystal ball here, if I was to guess, probably if next year Josh goes back to the Patriots and maybe they bring him on because Belichick already wanted him, Rem, um, because yep. Belichick never even wanted to give him up in the first place. I don't think, I don't see Garoppolo going back to New England. I, I don't. That would surprise me. Do you think he has a future though in the NFL somewhere? Not really because he's not able to stay on the field. You know, I, I okay. think his injuries have made it um, where he's going to be more of a, a, a backup type of a quarterback. He'd be a really good backup to have. But I think his, you know, the fact that he is not able to stay on the field is uh, going to prevent that from happening. And, and I do think that was one of the reasons where I think Shanahan gave up on him. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Grant, as always. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Good stuff right there. We appreciate Waggus. All right. So tomorrow, 4 o'clock on my YouTube channel, if you don't like that, Jerry Reynolds. Okay? 6.30. YouTube, Ryan with the Kings pregame. Beginning at 7, go to Pro Sports Fans. Download the app on your phone, PSF, okay? Once you set up the app, go to the NBA, click on Kings, okay? And then you'll know when we'll be on. We'll be doing a watch party tomorrow at halftime back on YouTube. 
after halftime watch party on pro sports fans then back on youtube okay so it's very simple you can follow along watch the game with us on pro sports fans a watch party tomorrow have yourself a fabulous rest of the evening and thanks very much for joining me here on listen app bye bye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.